0: The All My Favorite People podcast is proudly sponsored by Peace Love T-Shirts. Go to PeaceLoveT-Shirt.com to see the entire All My Favorite People collection of shirts, hats, and bags. While you're there, check out the other collections from our collaborators like Healing and Hope, The Controversy, and Ink Happy. Go to PeaceLoveT-Shirt.com and use code FAVORITE for $5 off your first order. Welcome to another episode of All My Favorite People podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm super excited this morning. I have with me Jeffrey McCall, who is an author of the book For Such a Time, as well as the founder of the Freedom March, which you're going to hear all about over the next few minutes. Um, thank you so much, Jeffrey, for joining me.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so we're just going to jump right in. I'd love for you, I know your story is really Kind of the, at the heart of all of this. So would you share a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your story?
1: Yeah, so um, like Brittany said, my name is Jeffrey McCall. Um, I live in Franklin Springs, Georgia and I, I travel the country sharing my testimony of leaving a transgender life and a homosexual um, identity Um, In the midst of that, I also started Freedom March, and Freedom March, for those of you that haven't heard about it, uh, Freedom March is where I gather uh, people's testimonies of people that have left that lifestyle, Um, and we go to major cities, and we actually share the testimonies in the downtown area of the major cities we've been in. Uh, We've been in St. Paul, Minnesota, Los Angeles, California, Orlando, Florida, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia area. And after we share the testimonies in the downtown, we actually march uh, publicly proclaiming that Jesus set us free. Mm -hmm. So um, how I got led into all this and what we are seeing now in the ministry is basically my story. Um, I grew up in church. I grew up uh, hearing about God, but to me, God was always far out there and I was way down here Um, and I didn't know him. I heard about God, but I didn't know him for myself. And so in that, I went into the world at 15 years old. Um, I had sex with a much older man for the first time and it just really spun me into that identity of the LGBTQ. Um, I lived in homosexuality from as my identity from 15 to 29. Around 27 though, I also began to live transgender. Um, I went by the name of Scarlett. And I started uh, dressing as Scarlet. I started dating man as Scarlett. Um, I started seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist and was diagnosed with gender dysphoria from the psychiatrist. Um, just uh, my life went even further into another direction. Uh, the further that I went into becoming Scarlet, though, uh, the more depressed I got, the more suicidal and the more just unhappy in every way. Um, I was having an affair with a married man who was an attorney in the town. I was very promiscuous even when I was, had boyfriends, living as Scarlet, I was always cheating on them, going out, clubbing, partying, guys coming to my house. Um, and I also began drinking heavily. Uh, the most heavy I ever drank was my years living transgender at Scarlet. Um, during that time though, I had an encounter with God I wasn't at church and I wasn't around other Christians. I was just at my little apartment by myself. And I'll never forget, I was walking out of the bathroom through the hallway. And I just like went to my room and I just fell backwards on my bed. and I just like lay down and I was just crying. Um, And I was like speaking out of my mouth to this God that I always heard about that I thought could be real, probably, but maybe not. And having a bachelor or master's degree in history, I had several years of history with evolution and anthropology all tied into that. That was very, uh, uh, I guess, deconstructing my idea that God could be real and that he created things and the Bible was true. And so in that, um, like I said, I fell on my bed and I just cried out to him. Um, It's really different looking back now because I wasn't for sure if he was real but here I was crying in my bedroom just laying on my bed fell down just crying and I said God I know that I've met people that I think something real happened in their life and I'll never forget I said I know it's not about going to church on Sunday but I've met these people that that have peace and joy and love and I feel like something changed in their life and the last thing I said, as I was crying, I was bawling, I had thoughts racing, I was speaking these words out of my mouth. The very last thing I said was, but will I ever live for you? Mm. And when I said that, uh, peace and his stillness came in my mind. I'll never forget when he spoke inside of me in my mind, um, all my thoughts went silent. And it was so crystal clear what he said. He said, yes, you will live for me. Mm. I was 29 years old. I had never heard God speak like that. I had never experienced anything like that. And I just lay there, you know, crying and everything. And I'm just like, did did God, was that God? I heard his voice so clear say, yes, you will live for me. Hmm. And one of the things that really intrigued me about the situation was when he spoke, I'll never forget, like, all my thoughts were like just so silent. Here I am crying and thinking about my horrible life, and you have thoughts and you're depressed and crying. And like when he spoke, it was just peace and calm, and like all my thoughts went silent. And he said, "Yes, you will live for me."
0: Mm.
1: And it was still a couple months later um, until I threw away my life of scarlet and I moved to Georgia after graduate school. I had moved to downtown Nashville and. Um, was continuing living in scarlet there. And then from there, I left and moved back to my dad's house in Georgia and just got away from everyone and everything I knew in this little city in the middle of nowhere. And it was there that, uh, my life began with the Lord. And a couple of months later I was born again. And when I was born again, um, and filled with the Holy spirit, my life just changed more. And the Lord asked me to just, there was just a burning in my heart. Go speak on your testimony, go share Let others know. And, and so I did, um, and I always tell people uh, that have left this lifestyle, people that never even dealt with this, but when I share my testimony, I always tell people like, I've always been honest that I've, I've never, um, I've never fully felt a, a stopping of same sex attraction, but I chose to do what Jesus said, which was, if you want to follow me, you will deny yourself. Mm -hmm. and I've heard many stories of people that were super naturally they they never dealt with even feelings again Mm -hmm. um or even those attractions again and I love those amazing stories several of them share the freedom march powerful and there's many that left the lifestyle that choose to live a celibate life uh separate unto the lord and I think that's such a beautiful thing you know, Our sacrifices on earth can never be anything like Jesus because he was perfect. He never sinned. He was the blameless land that all of our sin was put on. But I know that he honors and loves um, people that would deny what they want to do for him. And that's just not with homosexuality. That's with all kinds of sin for all kinds of different people. But um, I really find it almost breathtakingly powerful specifically with the LGBTQ, those that have identified like that and left the lifestyle, some that don't feel fully delivered and still feel those attractions, but choose to live it out for him. I just find that such a beautiful sacrifice for him because in that lifestyle, it becomes your identity, you know, and these people, you know, let's say a a man that never dealt with that, that just dealt with, you know, normal heterosexual attractions to women, he gets saved. You know, there's always that, that feeling or that knowing like I'm when he gets saved just the excitement of being born again and then knowing he can find another Christian another woman that's a Christian and begin to have a wife and a family and I just uh, it's just different for people that come out of that lifestyle that they don't get to just choose even that one person that they would be attracted to to marry and just stay with them because they're choosing to believe what Jesus says what Yahweh the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Bible, because there's many other false gods and saying, you know, this is the way and that. But when they choose to believe the Bible, it says you shall not lie with a man and a man as a man does a woman and women are not to lie with women as with a man. So um, it's just really amazing seeing like their growth and their journeys and seeing um how they've denied themselves uh for the lord that they don't get to choose you know that one person they would be attracted to to start this new life like they really have to lay it down for him and so um people don't i guess the last thing to say before we go into more is in the united states of america people are not a lot of people don't know still about the freedom march and about not just the freedom march but all these people's testimonies because the mainstream media will shut it down. They do not want these stories told because it it goes against the narrative that they spin, that they want the people to know. And then the other side is a lot of the church feels uncomfortable talking about this or bringing these people in to share their stories because you know, some don't wanna offend or some just feel uncomfortable or there's many reasons. So um, I'm so glad we're doing this podcast today and get to your viewers. And hopefully I get to come back and hopefully we get to bring more others. I have so many people that would, Love to be on your podcast and share their stories of yeah. just incredible encounters of how they left the lifestyle, but but yeah. So um, I've talked enough. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of people actually don't know this about my story. It's not a piece that I, I honestly don't think I've ever shared it with anyone other than my husband. Um, but I had same sex attraction for a while. Um, there was, I think, for me, it was like in high school and. It was like i don't know i was a black sheep anyway so i was just trying to be like a (laughs) rebel and you know cause some waves and make waves and get people to like you know talk you know like oh what's what's going on there um and so it wasn't i don't like i can't say that you know I, i would never say that like i found myself in that community but Um, it is something that I've struggled with actually over the years. So, um, and it's, like I said, I've never really shared that. Um, What was really interesting to me was a few years back, my church did a women's conference where it was just called girl talk and anonymously people shared things that they've struggled with. And so that we could talk about it. Like there's, there is this stigmatism in the church that, or the stigma, excuse me, in the church that, you know, let's not talk about that. Or like, that's not really happening. Like, let's just push that under the rug. And uh, I just remember one girl was so brave to talk about her same-sex attraction. And after the event where we had discussed it a a little bit, um, it had come to light that multiple people in that room of like 50 women, not even 100 or 500, that multiple people in a room of 50 women had written something similar. And I just think that it's, especially in the Christian community, it's, it isn't something we talk about and like, to your point, you know, the media and just the current narrative is, um, be tolerant and just accept them. And, you know, they're going to do what they want to do and you can do what you want to do. And everybody just leave everybody alone while I sort of agree with that to an extent um, I love your movement because it is proof that this isn't, um, this isn't too big for God to rescue you from that. There's yes. nothing there's, and, and, and at the same time, like you said, sin is, sin is sin. So yeah, call it what you want. You know, me having ill will feelings towards my neighbor in God's eyes, you know, it's all the same. So, um, but you also touched on um, the church just in general, not really broaching the subject. You know, you mentioned that you think it's, there's an uncomfortability there. I would agree for sure. (coughs) Um, What, where do you think the church is getting it right? And where do you think the church is getting it wrong right now?
1: So within the church, um, the church has basically there's three positions. (laughs) Um, The Lord showed me uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017 or 2018 about grace and truth. And he, he showed me that one side of the church is just saying grace covers everything. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. You know, Jesus died for you, grace covers it, live however you want, do whatever you want. And then the Lord proceeded to show me the other side of the road. (laughs) And he showed me where Um, they use truth. So they'll take the truth, they'll take a scripture just randomly out of the Bible, let's say like the scriptures against homosexuality, plaster it on a billboard, and then scream at pride or scream at an event and just say, you're going to burn in hell, this is sin. Now, the truth is, it is sin. Um, The scripture is very clear that it's sin, but You're just sharing the truth, and you're not sharing grace. And then the Lord showed me the other side: sharing grace, and they won't share the truth that it is sin. They just want to accept it. And that's when the Lord spoke to me so clear um, and told me, if you give people truth without grace, you can breed fear in them. If you're just giving them random truth from the Bible and not sharing about the grace of Jesus Christ—that He's the one that paid for that and died for that—and that all who believe on Him will be saved—you're going to breed fear in people. There's people are scared of hell. People are scared of of sin. People are scared. People, it will breed fear in them. And then he took me to the other side, which is very popular right now. Just the grace covers it. Yeah. And he said, if you give people grace without the truth, you can breed deception in them. Mm. You can deceive them. And when I learned that truth without grace can bring fear, and grace without the truth can bring deception, it was just such a powerful thing to me. And that's how I minister. And the Lord showed me that's kind of where the church is. They They're on the grace or the truth, but then there are some amazing um, Christians and believers from all kinds of denominations and all kinds of backgrounds that stay with grace and truth. And that's when the Lord really showed me the whole point of why he showed me that. In the Bible, it says the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. It's a balance. The new covenant, what Jesus brought is grace and truth. And that's when the Lord also took me to the woman that was about to be stoned. And um, everybody was ready to kill her and stone her to death, caught in the act of adultery. And the Lord showed me, I showed her grace first and I saved them from killing her. And then the part hardly anyone likes to talk about anymore. He showed me, I told her the truth after I showed her grace. Mm -hmm. He looked at her and said, go and sin no more. I'm not condemning you. He stopped those that were about to kill you. He showed her grace first, but he also told her the truth. Go and sin no more. It should be like a balance You know, those, those people that carry the water buckets and one side is water and the other side is water and they like balance it on their shoulders. That's how grace and truth should be. It should be a perfect balance. And when the Lord really revealed to me that in the scripture, that the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. It's just showed me what the church is doing. Mm. And he prepared me to know that. But a lot of the churches, um, are trying and they're getting it right they want to show love and they want to show the truth and um, as these movements are moving with freedom march and the change movement out of bethel church there are former homosexuals that share their testimonies and and polk and um uh uh, there's just so many other ministries stephen black and Beth perry in oklahoma there's so many ministries going into churches there's so many churches bringing these ministries in and they're saying hey we want to know what to do to help Yeah, And it's just amazing seeing um, Mm. what the church is is starting to do. A lot of them still won't touch it, but some of them are. And, you know, we have to have mercy and grace for all the ones that won't touch it. Maybe the Lord hasn't lifted that veil off their eyes, but hopefully soon. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I love that. I think, you know, this year was a crazy year, obviously, but being on social media all the time, being kind of in that world, like these are the things that people are seeing. And these are the things that they're actually um, researching and looking for and, and seeking out, I feel like Um, probably more than ever, which is really interesting and cool that God, as always, you know, he'll use Uh those crazy things, those tragedies, or those just circumstances to actually bring people closer to him. So I've been loving that. I do just want to take a quick pause and just kind of help some of our listeners, because I feel like I'm very, um, I grew up, like my first job out of school was in cosmetic industry. So I have a lot of gay friends. Um, I, my, my youngest son, his very best friend in the whole wide world is Emma and Emma has two moms. So, you know, like, these are like people that I rub shoulders with. These are like true friends in my life two things that I want to touch on. One is I just, you did mention gender dysphoria earlier and I want people to know because I feel like I may have some older listeners too that maybe aren't up on all the terminology and everything but that um, gender dysphoria is real, would you agree?
1: Yes, I would agree. Um, I believe a little differently than, let's say, the um, American Psychiatric Association. I would believe that some of it is spiritual, which they wouldn't say. They would say it's a chemical imbalance. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go into that, or they, they don't all say it's a chemical imbalance, but they would say it's a brain, you know, it, it's an issue attached to the brain that maybe, you know, they say that gender dysphoria is in and of itself like, I'm a man, but I felt like a woman, but I'm in a man's body. So that's when they diagnosed me with gender dysphoria. That yeah. It's a dysphoria that I'm not in the body of what I feel. Um, also to let people know like how fast that happened. I only saw that psychiatrist for like two months mm. when he diagnosed me with that. So, I mean, it was also in a state university uh school so um a lot of that's being pushed through very fast and regardless of whatever anyone believes there should be a lot of counseling there should be a lot of going into stuff you you shouldn't be diagnosing someone in two months to start having surgeries and change their bodies no matter what side of people believe like it's gotten that crazy that it's just happening so fast. Yeah. And that's the issues with the gender dysphoria in children. Mm-hmm. We're we're letting 4 and 5 year old kids cut off body parts and start transitioning. You can't even smoke cigarettes till you're 18. You can't even drink alcohol till you're 21. You are not allowed to drive alone until you're 16. Yeah. You're not allowed to vote until you're 18 and then when you're 40 oh, you felt like a girl today, okay, honey. Well, we'll start cutting, getting ready to cut off your penis, and we'll start pumping you full of women's hormones. Like, so the gender dysphoria has just gotten just crazy. It used yeah. to take a lot longer with medical professionals to go through that kind of process, but now it's, it's at a whole nother uh, speed going through.
0: Yeah. yeah. And this, um, not only does the age keep getting younger, but the term keeps getting broader and more um, kind of watered down as far as like all the letters and who all is a part of this community. And, you know, from my understanding, there's like, should these people be part of this community? Should they not? Is there infighting, you know, between he yeah. and the G, you know, <laughs> like who knows, um, but, it's, it's just been really interesting to me to see it go from being a medical um, known as like a mental health issue really at the end of the day to this like widespread uh, everybody's doing it so yeah. my you know, so it's kind of like a trend really right now, I, I yeah. I just want people to hear my heart specifically in that I I do believe that it's real in the sense that some people genuinely suffer from um, gender dysphoria.
1: Yes, it um, is real.
0: Because it's so prevalent as like a as like a trend, mm-hmm. you lose that what's real and what's not real, like what's genuinely, um, you know, gender dysphoria and what isn't, and then because of that, you're actually. Um, the people that truly have gender dysphoria are probably not getting the services and the help and the things that they need because it's become so trendy that they're being propped up, they're being praised, they're being, you know, looked at as a hero and uh, whatever. Um, So can you speak to any of that and just how that in in that community from your experience, what you've seen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely, your point is so uh, valid, so great, because it is such a trend. They're actually saying one last thing I heard a couple months ago was something about um, in women and young girls. It is like so trendy in the school systems and through um, social media and through things they're seeing that like girls are transitioning. They said like way beyond how mm-hmm. most people used to think of guys, you know, wanting to transition to females with the gender dysphoria and transgender stuff they said it is so trendy and that these girls are coming younger and younger and just saying, I'm a boy, wanting to dress like a boy and be a boy. And so, yeah, like you have people, like you said, that really do have gender dysphoria. And then you are like putting so many more people that are just doing it to be trendy. I know kids that just a couple of years ago thought it was trendy um, to be, you know, a boy and be gay and be, you know, these are little girls. And then they come out of that. Um, I heard a lady one time sharing her story, how she she wanted to be a boy when she was little for a short period of time. She started playing with, um, you know, like boy stuff. And I think wanting to dress as a boy. And then it was like a couple years later, she just like, liked being herself as a girl. So Mm -hmm. it's just very dangerous. Even if you're going to say that these people, some of these people have gender dysphoria, then we cannot change them when they're little kids. They don't even know what they like yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Half of them can't even remember their address. Right. So yeah. you can't like change their body. Yeah. It's crazy. But yes, you're right. Some people yeah. really do suffer with gender dysphoria. I really suffered with gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can fight and argue about whether it's the brain or spiritual or a mixture or things that happen when you're little or whatever, but I really suffered with it. I really thought that I was a woman at that time Mm -hmm. and I needed to become that. Mm. Yeah.
0: How did, how did you find other people like you who had experienced Jesus to the point of switching kind of back to their God given gender, if you will? Um, how did you find that community? How did you kind of start that whole thing? And then I want to after that, just touch on maybe some advice or some things for parents who may have children who are um, wanting to transition. I, I know for sure we have yeah. listeners in that position. So but tell me yeah,
1: about so, your
0: and, and how you got connected with everybody else.
1: Yeah, so that really began. I was uh, asked to be in a documentary. Uh, the documentary had 12 people. N.J. Nixon made it. It's called Here's My Heart Documentary. It had 12 people that have left the LGBTQ lifestyles to follow Jesus Christ. And in that documentary, she already had the 12. She had already filmed everything. And the last person or one of the last people had basically said, I didn't want to sign the release form. And they didn't want to be a part of the documentary anymore. And then it was crazy because a pastor in Tennessee had written my testimony about my testimony in an article like online. And when that happened, um when that happened with the article, the Lord had laid it on my heart to reshare that article, which I had already shared months before. And I was like, okay. And I like just reshared it. And she saw the article because someone posted it online. And so when I came to be part of that documentary, they came and filmed at my house and my story. And we went back to Tennessee where I was a graduate student where I was living in Scarlet. That was like the connection of those 12 people. I had kind of heard about and knew a few people that had left the lifestyle before the documentary. But when MJ made that documentary, it built like those 12 core, and we started going to the premieres of the documentary, the documentary started playing at churches, so it built a core, and from there, um, not all of them, but some of them uh, were like around me when I had the idea for Freedom March, and then they kind of built on that and stayed with me, and then once I started the Freedom March, they were like those four or five people that were still part of that, and then that's when other people heard about the Freedom March, and then it just built- over the past three years now, I mean, there's hundreds of us that know each other. We sometimes we'll just go to a city and get an Airbnb and just hang out for a week. We did that in Savannah in June. It was so amazing. Like we're like a family and we just understand each other. And we all, you know, came through the same past and have dealt with the same struggles. And it's just now it's just so big and it's just growing every day. We had just two more. We just went to a conference. We didn't even do a Freedom March in December in Orlando, Florida. And we already had like two more people join us that had dealt with bisexual lifestyles. And I think the other girl was a lesbian or bisexual lifestyle. And she had felt the Lord tell her to leave it. And Mm. I mean, the testimonies that I could, uh, the people I'm going to bring to be on your podcast in the future, you're going to love it. I mean, there's so many powerful testimonies, like people that never even really like thought much about God or had a relationship with him. I know one guy in California and God just spoke to him. He lives in San Francisco, was one of my friends. I just spoke to him one day I was like you're not gay and he Mm. was like what like he was like this is who I am like he was already like 18 19 20 years old he already accepted it been with it and then he heard about the freedom march in Washington DC our first one which was in May of 2018 he took a red-eye flight like he heard about it he got on a flight from California went straight to DC met all of us now you know he's friends with all of us been three years Um, but there's just so many testimonies and the second part you had asked about was parents um, that maybe have children that would be transitioning. Yes. Um, I would really tell people, um, just to be careful with that. I think I mentioned it earlier a little bit, but your, your child can't drive till they're 16. They can't drink till they're 21. They can't vote till they're 18. Yeah. Letting a child young decide a major life decision is very extremely dangerous, not only psychologically in this instance, but, um, the biological sense also. What you're not hearing on these shows and on these movies that are pushing all of this, um, people getting silicone put as breast in men or um, having uh, surgeries, changing your penis into a vagina, a sexual reassignment surgery, all that are very dangerous. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the body will not accept it. Um, There's that show, I Am Jazz, that was very famous and Everybody's like, oh, she's so pretty. You know, he was a boy, but he transitioned young. He looked like really like a female. and Oh, he's funny and he's happy. But what a lot of people didn't know, and you can go Google the articles yourself, um, there was a lot of issues when he had sexual reassignment surgery. um, They had to go back in. There was just a lot of things that did not go the way that they intended them to go. Um, And me knowing um, also transsexual and transgender people, men, men, pumping their body to be more shaped as women and hips and butt augmentations and breast amounts, all those things, that is like a poison that could be in your body. It could become very dangerous and the hormones can become very dangerous because your body is biologically male or female, how God created you. And when you start taking hormones of the opposite sex and pumping that up, because I think men naturally have estrogen and women naturally have some testosterone, but when you're taking a hormone to, Elevate that, you know, a hundred times more. It your body at some points can reject that, and that's just not talked about. Yeah. Um, and it, I just think, and I'm going to say this: this may not be popular with everyone, but I'm going to say this. The Lord says in the New Testament, Jesus Christ Himself is recorded saying, "If you lead a small one astray, it will be better that you have a millstone hung around your neck." God doesn't play with pedophilia. Yeah. God doesn't play with chopping up your child's body Um, of all the things we could talk about and all the sin and all those things like I literally feel the fear of the Lord more on that than almost anything it's one thing when a child grows up and is 17 18 19 20 they have a mind they're past the age of reasoning and people God has always given us free will people are allowed to choose what they want he's not going to force anyone to do anything that is not the god of the bible from the very beginning with adam and eve he gave everyone a free will you can choose to do right you can choose to do what's against him it's your choice he still loves you but he lets you choose um but what i'm saying is the fear of the lord really as christians especially should be honest when we are um involving anything that has to do with children and like i mentioned earlier pedophilia or the things of changing, chopping up bodies to become something else, it's it's just very dangerous. And I, when I stand before God and I will know that I was asked this question, I always have to say, be very careful. You better really be praying, listening to the Lord, because the Lord is not going to lead you to change something that he created. Um, people in the LGBTQ and all these groups fighting for so many things nowadays, they say, well, the Lord made me and he loves me how I am. The, that's right. When you were born a little boy, the Lord created you in his image. When you were born a little girl, the Lord loves that. He created you in that image. That's who you really are. The Lord does love who you really are. He didn't create you to be changed into something else. And, you know, if people have already transitioned, I want to speak to them too.
0: Yeah.
1: If you've already transitioned, this isn't something that, uh, can separate you from the Lord. If you repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness, he forgives you just the same. You could have your whole body transitioned from a male to a female or female to male. He's still going to love you. He's going to forgive anything that the enemy tried to put in your mind against him. And he will accept you. If you accept Jesus, he will accept you. But as for parents, like, um, obviously I just really think we need to be very careful the parents of these children because you're the person that is supposed to steward that child you're in charge of that child you know the bible says that pastors who are in charge of flocks of churches that lead them astray it actually says their judgment will be more severe when you're held in leadership your, your judgment even is more severe so that and that's just talking about pastors and churches so We know that when God gives you something to steward or be accountable for such as human lives, children, um, that's just something to take very seriously and to really press into the Lord about your decisions for those children.
0: Yeah. I have a girlfriend who has, um, biological son who's wanting to transition and he's older, um, in that like 16, 17 year old range. And I feel for her. Like, there are people who are celebrating her and her children, people who are telling her what a great job and great mom she is for allowing this. And I can't even imagine what is going through her spiritually and emotionally as she is dealing with this. I mean, like you said, God does give us free will. So at the end of the day, like, you know raise your child the way they should go and when he's old he will not depart from it we you know pray that over your children every day yeah but
1: and i want to say this really too because i feel this from the holy spirit that the parents of of children um because anyone from that's like 16 17 18 right now didn't grow up 10 15 years ago that it was very popular to change a child that young. It was not even popular 15 years ago to do that. So I wanted to, I just really felt the spirit like wanting to um, encourage the parents that have children now that are, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, that do want to transition that don't put like this burden on you, that it was you. Um, I just felt the Lord just wanting to release a peace over parents that just because your child wanted to transition and you didn't transition them, you know, at four or five years old. Anyways, this is someone that became a teenager and started having their own thoughts, um, their own rationale. They, they felt like this and they are choosing this. I just want, I just felt the Holy Spirit saying like, release that pressure off the parents, let them know that sometimes it has nothing to do with anything they did or said or parented or anything that, um, I believe it's a spiritual thing and I just really felt the Holy Spirit wanted me to just say to those parents that have teenagers and are going through this just he loves you it's it's not everything is about how you did as a parent like there are real issues and like you said people have free will and once you're past the age of reason the age of understanding which I believe is around 12 years old when you're past 12 people make their own decisions you know so
0: yeah And I think, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning about grace and truth, I mean, even with the parents of, of kids who want to transition, you know, there's grace for you as a parent that you're just going to pray through and, you know, like just trusting that God has your child in the palm of his hand. Um, But there is the truth that, you know, God doesn't make mistakes and he's not going to, I have, a, I have many, many opinions about how we got to this place in, in our culture, but God doesn't make mistakes. And, you know, I did a podcast just earlier this morning, actually, with um, one of our pastors who was talking about, you know, your past and your pain are your mission now on the other side, like God redeems all things and he uses all things, you know, and he works those things together for those who love him. And so if you're a mom of a child who is in the LGBT community, you know, there is grace for you. There is um, ultimate truth in the word that God is going to use your story and your child's story in some way, shape or form to ultimately glorify him. Um, just yeah. like. Jeffrey, who I love, who's like my (laughs) new bestie. Um, So really quick, Jeff, I know you have to go here shortly, but I do want to um, just let people know where they can find you online um, and how they can support Freedom March, what you guys have coming up.
1: Yes. So we just had a Freedom March board call yesterday, and we are probably going to have a Freedom March in the Charlotte, North Carolina area on April 24th. And it looks like we're going to have our third annual, this will be our fourth annual Freedom March in Washington, D.C., um, either the first weekend in uh, June or the second weekend in June. And it looks like we're going to be in West Palm Beach, Florida in October. So we have three Freedom Marches coming up this year, different places in the country. We're so excited about that. Um, If anyone wants to get in contact with me, you can type in Freedom T-O to March, M-A-R-C-H, freedomtomarch.com. You can email me there. If you want to talk to me personally or through my ministry for such a time or share my testimony, or if you have questions for me, um, you can type in Jeffrey McCall on Facebook or you can go to my website, which is very short. It's forsuchatime.org, but it's the number four. So okay. if you type in this symbol for the number 4 dot S-U-C-H-A-T-I-M-E.org, um, you can email me there too awesome yeah
0: thank you so much for your time it was such a pleasure getting to meet you and talk with you yeah send me all your peeps because i am like we just scratched the (laughs) surface just now
1: oh yeah of all the cool stuff a lot
0: more yeah (laughs) and and if you guys get a chance check out um jeffrey's facebook his personal facebook he has some amazing testimonies and stories of people who like i was reading the jesus uh the orlando the jesus um image event that you did where the girl just showed up and she was like, God told me to come. And you're like, all right, you're in like, you're part of our family now. So I love that. I just want you guys to hear our hearts in that, you know, God loves every person. He created every person and he loves every person. So there is no, there is no sin too big or too hard or too deep that he cannot redeem it and use it for his glory. So Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. And I I, I want to yes. say so. this
1: last Brittany, uh, the Lord keeps putting this on my heart. I was, you know, soon to get off, but I w- it just keeps putting on my heart to just say this to someone today. And then you said the word redeemed. Um, when you redeem something, that means it belonged to you in the first place.
0: Mm.
1: So every human being, no matter what sin they've been a part of or whatever, Jesus wants to redeem you. You were his in the first place you were already his. And then sin came in, the enemy came in, things came in, hurt came in, depression, rejection, all those things. He wants to redeem you. So you were already his to begin with. You can't redeem something that wasn't yours. So Jesus wants to redeem you. He wants to bring you back no matter what you've dealt with, whether you've dealt with that stuff or whatever, he wants to redeem you. You were already his. So he's redeeming and taking back what was already his that the enemy tried to steal. So um, just remember you're worth more than rubies and gold and diamonds. You were worth the blood of Jesus Christ. That is a high price um, to be worth the son of God's blood that never sinned, that never even deceit, it says wasn't found on his lips. So he walked this out perfect. Um, So you're worth a high price and he wants you to come back to him because you were his in the first place. So I have to share that.
0: I love it. And we are welcoming you with open arms. Find, if you, if, if you find yourself being struck in the heart right now, uh, just through this conversation, reach out to Jeffrey, reach out to myself. Let's get you plugged into a church that is going to just love, 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 love you. Um, yes. Because I actually, yesterday in preparation for this, I came up with a little acronym for LGBT. Uh, loving God brings transformation because he already <laughs> loved us, loving him brings transformation so yeah my new lgbt um (laughs) (laughs) i love it thank you so much jeffrey we're gonna connect again for sure i really appreciate your time and you just have a blessed blessed day my friend
1: yes you too i'll talk to you soon okay sounds great Bye.
0: bye hey friends thanks so much for watching and i hope you enjoyed today's episode please make sure to like and subscribe to this channel and hit that little notification bell so you know every time I post something new. Of course, check out Peace Love t-shirts as well. That's where you can get all of our Life Jesus style gear and all my favorite people gear. Thanks for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.